0: Lord, You are the fountain of life Restorer of my soul I worship You today Lord, You are the fountain of life Restorer of my soul I worship You today You today.
1: Lord you are. Hello everyone. Thank you for joining me today for an episode of the Fountain of Life podcast. And the good news is that God has been so good to us. He's seen us through one season of this podcast. We've been through almost 60 episodes Sunday after Sunday, and I'm so grateful to God for his goodness seeing us through the end of one season. But most importantly, I want to thank you, our audience, who have been downloading our episodes on all the various platforms and stayed with us Sunday after Sunday watching these episodes. So thank you so much for staying with us, your encouragement and your presence I believe has been such a big impetus, you know, giving us impetus to continue doing these episodes. And as we enter season two, there is so much excitement because of what God has got in store for us in this second year or as we go into season two. We want to begin season two looking at a very, very fascinating topic but sometimes it also stirs up controversy. But I believe that as we go through the scripture, we'll be able to divide the word of God rightly with the help of the Holy Spirit, so that we present nothing but the truth and it becomes a blessing to you on your journey of faith. So we are going to begin season two, looking at the topic of success in life or being successful. And I'm using the word success in place of the word prosperity. And the reason is this. When you mention prosperity in church, you know, it stirs up a bit of a controversy. Not that it's not scriptural, but because of the way it's been presented over the years or people's perception of prosperity, equating it to greed, excess, and all of that. But honestly the word prosperity if you look at it in original languages also means to be successful like being successful in something in journey in business so it is not a kind of a a sleight of hands switching success you know in place of prosperity it's among the broader definition of prosperity as you read in the old testament includes Being successful or success, success at something, success at business, success in the journey, etc. In the King James Version, the word to prosper or prosperity appears about 151 times. So it's used extensively to describe various things that people endeavor, you know, to accomplish in this life. And then the word success is used primarily, I think, only once. You know, in the book of Joshua, and then I. So, primarily, we want to look at the whole issue of prosperity or success in life. And prosperity is not just material things, it also stretches across our relationship with God. So, whilst people have focused largely on wealth, riches, and material acquisition in this life, has been equated to prosperity God views prosperity in the light of all of this but also includes relationship with him so today we want to start this whole big topic looking at prosperity or success in life as I may put it from God's perspective Does God really wants us to be successful in this life and when I say success I'm talking about materially spiritually and all as we count success in the 20th century but we'll be looking at it from the context of the word to prosper as used in the bible so in this next series of episodes we are going to be looking at money we are going to be looking at wealth we are going to be looking at riches and all of that all under the umbrella of prosperity So it's going to be a fun ride. It's going to be really, really interesting because we'll have some well-seasoned ministers here in the studio to share their perspective on wealth, on riches, on money, and all of that. But today, I want us to narrowly focus on God's perspective of we being successful or we being prosperous. I'm sure you ask yourself, do I really need to be prosperous? Do I need to be successful? And is lack and poverty not more righteous than having material wealth? we we'll look at all of that. I'm not going to give you a yes or no answer to that. But the truth of God's word points us to the fact that God indeed wants us to be prosperous. He wants us to be successful in life. Successful in careers, successful in every endeavor of our lives. One of the biggest industries that has sprung up lately is a self-help industry where people are encouraged to improve themselves, to they are motivated to rise up to the next level in life. So, we end up with a lot of self-help guides to success in life success in career success in marriage success in that okay but for those who have tried some of those plans or and they've had maybe mixed results and all of that they will have come to a point where they realize that there is a limit to what all of these things are presenting And not everything that we think when we practice gives success really works. So, you may be surprised to know that in spite of the limitations of human methods and principles to guide us into success, there is a method or there is a principle or there are principles embedded in God's word that will help us to prosper and do well that really works so that is what but before we go into all of those i want us to address a cardinal question where does success come from does success please god Does prosperity please god so allow me to use success and prosperity interchangeably you know in this episodes is god happy or pleased or excited when I'm doing well in life. So go with me to Jeremiah chapter 29 and the verse 11. It's a a Bible verse that has been quoted a lot. And I'm going to read it from the NIV version because it brings out one word which I'm interested in. And it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future so today we'll be looking at prosperity from god's perspective and the bigger thing for this series is god's plan and purpose for success so here in jeremiah 29 we are told that god this was He was talking to the people who were going to exile in Babylon. And they were facing a very uncertain future. And they were really, really worried. They've left everything that they had built in life behind in Jerusalem. If you've ever been a refugee before, you can understand what I'm talking about. You practically live with your clothes on your back. Because you are usually running for your life. So these people have been carried away to Babylon. They have to rebuild their lives. And they were wondering if there's any future for them. So God spoke to the prophet Jeremiah. And he told them, I arrange all of this. You're going to be there for 70 years. In those 70 years, marry, raise children, build homes, live, thrive. Because what you are going through is part of a bigger plan that I have. After 70 years, I'm going to visit you and bring you back to Jerusalem. But then he assures them that he knows the plans that he has for them. And it's a plan to prosper them and not to harm them. Plans to give them hope and a future. This is so important for us to grasp. If God doesn't warn us to prosper. If he doesn't want us to do well in life, this will be out of character with God. Totally out of character with God. But he gave them this because it is part of God's nature to make his children do well to prosper. So if you might have heard maybe in church or somewhere else, that God delights in we being poor, and being poor equals to holiness. Well, I don't think that is a good depiction of the God of the Bible. And I will support that with scriptures as we go along. So right from the word go, let us disabuse our minds of the feeling that we need to be poor in order to please God because that is contrary to anything god had done for humanity and to prove that i want us to go to 2 corinthians chapter eight and the verse nine and this is what the bible says paul writing to the corinthian church Well, you may argue that well these are the people of israel and it's in the old testament and it happened a long time ago all right now we are talking about corinth new testament church paul writing to them and this is what paul said For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might become rich. If being rich or prospering and having abundance of things is sinful and is not of God, Paul would not have. Told them this. And what he meant was God paid a price for these people to come into wealth and abundance. So we can say based on these scriptures, and he says that for it is a grace that comes from Christ. So as Jesus went to the cross, he exhausted poverty curse he took our poverty on the cross. So if he took our poverty on the cross, he did it so that we will become rich. So we don't need to carry that poverty anymore. You see? So when we are talking about prosperity, we are looking at the whole broad spectrum of things that come under it. That is being successful in business, being successful in all that we are doing climbing up the social ladder making progress in life so god's purpose in christ's death on calvary was to take away poverty that we through that grace might become rich and that is the gospel you see that is the gospel and then also if we go to the third epistle of john John wrote something fascinating to a disciple of his, a young man called Gales. And this is what John wrote to Gales. Third John 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So this is the disciple of Jesus. He's walked with Jesus he's come through Pentecost, he's received the Holy Spirit, he's been a minister and he's writing to this, perhaps a Roman convert or something. He's telling him, he's praying for him and I believe God answers the prayers of apostles. So, if it's a prayer that can't be answered, I don't know why John would say, I'm praying for you. And he says, he's praying for him that Gaius will prosper in all things. All things. He should be successful in all things. And he's not limiting it to just baby spiritual growth alone. Just go to church continuously. But then endure the poverty and the lack. That's not what he's praying for. He says he wants him to prosper in all things. Academically, maritally, physically, materially. All means all. See, and he begin, he throws in a little caveat. He says, Just as your soul is prospering, so prosperity comes from God. Prosperity is something that God gives to us, and it requires a fulfillment of some conditions. And that is the most important thing that we'll be dealing with. What are the things that are tied to prosperity in God? If we go through some of those self-help books and things that we read, they'll tell us, oh, hard work, you gotta, you know, hard work brings success. You gotta, you know, burn, you know, the, the, the midnight candle, you know, on both ends. Great. And then says self motivation. Gotta be motivated. You know, you need power. Once you have power, you control things, and you have success. And you need influence, networking. You need all of that. And you need relentless desire. These are all good. But as you and I have seen, people have taken these things to very high level. Maybe they achieved some degree of success, or they prospered in companies and all of that. But somehow, something breaks inside that success, glory that they enjoy, And because of a weakness or a failure, that success is doomed. We've seen so many famous people. They've worked so hard, maybe in the arts, in sports, and all of that. They've had success. Tremendous success using their talents and all they prospered. But even ministers work so hard, build churches, and things have gone so good, great ministries. And then something breaks, and everything that they have worked for dissipates. And sometimes they even lose their faith. So when Paul prayed, when John prayed for scales, he added a caveat. He said, As your soul is prospering. What is your soul? Your will, your intelligence, your emotions, and all of those things. So, prosperity from God's perspective is not just acquisition of things, it's not just success as the world recounts it, but success that has boundaries. Success, excuse me, that is undergirded. By relationship that comes from God, we can have success. And we are going to be looking at some very important examples in the Bible, like God talking to Joshua about
0: success, David praying
1: for Solomon about success and prosperity. Each of these people, they all talked about what we need to do to protect. And God, the success of prosperity that we have. So the truth is that God wants us to prosper. He wants us to do well. But the most important thing is that we need to do it His way. That is, excuse me, That is the key. So I'm going to pause here today. God willing, we are going to have some very good anointed men of God. In the studio to lead us Lord, in this conversation, conversation as we look at God's plan soul, and purpose for success. May God richly bless life. you. And I believe that I God will lead you to the place Lord, of rest as far as success the and prosperity is concerned. And you will do it God's way, and, and you life. will retain the wealth that God gives. God willing, will Lord, you we'll you see you again.
0: Uh, thank you for joining the worship service. of my life I worship you today.
1: The book of Matthew 11, 28-29 Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest.